0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a little bit hesitant to say good afternoon or good evening. The Bible didn't teach me about the uh, good afternoon and good evening, the differences, but uh, we have a light means like day, no light means night, only I know that. So I better go hallelujah and save. Hallelujah. Um, welcome to our Christmas Eve candlelight service. The just doing is reminds me like 2000 years ago do you think he's really prepared perfectly together to meet baby Jesus Christ just remember it happened in ordinary time with extraordinary way so welcome to the worship service I invite you from your ordinary time to the moment of extraordinary place Home for Christmas, the best place, best home for Christmas is your heart. Are you ready to have him in your heart? We worship in the name of the true living God, the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people.
1: Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord.
0: The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us.
1: We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
0: God's Son shared in our humanity.
1: So So that by his life, death, and resurrection, resurrection, He would destroy the devil's work, bringing us into the glorious freedom of the children of God through faith
0: in him. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to mankind. Now we join in singing, O Come, O Ye Faithful. So now our first scripture is the book of Isaiah. As you know, it's about 730 years before Jesus' birthday. His birth is promised. So now we join in responsible reading on page 3. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign.
1: The The virgin virgin
0: will will conceive conceive and and give give birth birth to to a a son. son. He will, he will reign, reign on David's throne, throne and over, and over his, his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let us based on Luke chapter 1, this is the moment the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. As I introduced to you, it was ordinary night, nothing different. Certainly, angel appeared on her and then gave her, in our eyes, unbelievable news to her. Now try to understand Mary's heart this evening. I'll read it for you. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
1: It's time to celebrate Christmas. Where are you going to celebrate? Oftentimes people say, well, we're just staying home, or maybe we're going home. That is, you're you're going back to some place where you grew up or where family is. So where is home for you for Christmas? It seems that home is just part of that whole Christmas spirit, isn't it? Even some of the songs. Home for the holidays is what's best. But not everybody can make it home. Maybe some of you here today would rather be somewhere else, a place you would call home. But does that mean Christmas is different for you? We've been focusing on a series of messages here this past month entitled Home for Christmas. We were looking at some of the homes for Christ. What happened in in Nazareth that we just heard in the reading? What happened in Bethlehem that we'll hear about in just a few minutes? It's interesting to note, though, where the people of the first Christmas celebrated Christmas. It wasn't really at home. Bethlehem was not the home for Mary and Joseph. Nazareth was. And the shepherds, they were out in the field. They were working. They couldn't get home to celebrate Christmas. What about you? Well, we like to talk about the spirit of Christmas. There are certain things that go into making Christmas special. The sights, the sounds, the gatherings, the giving, the food, the fun, all sorts of things. But what happens if you were to just take those away? Does the spirit of Christmas change then for you? Imagine what it would be like if there weren't all the beautiful decorations, all the nice music and the fun gatherings. Would it still feel like Christmas to you? You think back to that first Christmas, and none of this was involved. So where is that spirit of Christmas to be found? In our heart. This evening, let's take a look at some of the key people who were involved with that first Christmas and see how home for Christmas was their heart, and then see how that's the home for our Christmas as well. Now, as we talk about the heart, What comes to my mind is we're always concerned about the health of our heart. And we're kind of told to watch two things in regard to our health. One, what are you putting into your body that will affect your heart? And how are you using your body that will also affect your heart? Well, just looking at those two things, we can see how Christmas has a home in our heart. Just take a look at at Mary, for example. The angel comes to her and says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Highly favored. Wow. What did that mean? Sometimes people like to say, well, Mary was special. She, She was just special in her character and in her behavior, and that's why God chose her. You know, it's kind of like the Santa Claus naughty and nice list thing. You know? Now, we don't, we don't buy into the Santa Claus naughty nice list, but we kind of think that way regarding ourselves, don't we? Where would you put yourself on the nice and naughty list? I'm sure it's on the nice list, right? I mean, here you are, you're in church on Christmas Eve. And you can look at other times of your life and you'd say, you know, I live a pretty good life. I don't I'm not a bad person. I don't live like that guy over there. And I don't do this or that. So we have a way of judging ourselves and maybe judging other people by what they do. And sometimes we think that's what maybe happened with Mary. And that's why she was highly favored. But the truth of it is, Mary was just an ordinary lady like everybody else. Mary was just an ordinary human like everybody else. She even refers to herself that way and calls herself a sinner, somebody who's looking for the Savior to help her. So what did the angel mean when he said highly favored? Well, he was talking about what was coming into Mary's heart. The the words highly favored could also be translated from the original language, greatly graced which means God's undeserved love, was greatly poured out on her. His grace is what was choosing and using her for his fantastic plan. The plan to send his son into this world. That's what we heard the angel tell her. That she would give birth to the son of God, the son of the highest, who would be great, in David's kingdom. You see, it wasn't Mary who was great. It was the Son of God who was making Mary great. Now, Mary is just an ordinary person. Now, she has a question for the angel How, how can this be since I'm a virgin? That was not a question of unbelief, it was simply a question of not understanding. How it could be well the angel told her it was what god was going to do he said no word from god will ever fail the promise was that a virgin would conceive that's what isaiah said and now that's what the holy spirit would do god's word does not lack any power he simply spoke, and this world came into existence. He spoke a promise, and it was fulfilled. He speaks forgiveness to us, and it happens. God's word is powerful. So what did, that's what was coming into her heart. What did it do to her heart? She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. This shows us something about how Christmas, the heart becomes the home for Christmas. It becomes humble. It doesn't question. It doesn't doubt. It doesn't reject. It simply believes what God says. May your powerful word be fulfilled in my life. But that word in her heart, we see what else it did. It made her eager eager to serve her lord eager to submit to his will she said i am your servant the original language is a handmaiden the lowest slave in the house she was ready to do whatever god wanted her to do now that isn't like it for you and me right if we're asked to do something we want to see the job description and we want to know how long it's going to last and is there a way out that wasn't mary Mary was ready to submit to the Lord's will. She was ready to serve him in whatever way. And she had no idea of all the things that would happen to her and her son. Now, oftentimes I use as an illustration in my messages a Christmas present that I get from my wife. And so people have been asking me this week, so what did you get your wife? And I said, you've got to come to church to find out. So, you know, in the past, I've bought her these nice gifts like the perfect brownie pan and the magic carpet cleaning stick, and then there was the the double-pack fry pan. I mean, those were hard gifts to top. So I was really stuck this year. What am I going to get her? So finally, I just broke down, and I asked her. And she said she wanted a new crock pot. I know, it's breathtaking, isn't it? a new crock pot. And I thought, why do you want, she could have asked for anything, you know, new watch, new phone, new jewelry. She wanted a crock pot. I said, what's wrong with the old one? It works. And she says, but it doesn't get the meat juicy enough. And I want us to have a good tasting meal. You see the way she was thinking? (laughs) She was thinking about somebody else. That's what Mary was doing. Thinking about God's will and how she would serve others. God's word to you is unfailing, also. You too are greatly graced by God. He loves you and sent Jesus into this world for you. Humbly acknowledging your sinfulness. And your need for a Savior is not a weakness. That's greatness. It shows the greatness of God's grace working in your heart. So where are you celebrating Christmas this year? Well, right here in church, but I pray that it would be here in your heart, that God's grace would come to you through his unfailing word and give you a humble heart, and one that is eager to serve him." Now we listen to the song, Mary, Did You Know?
0: As you notice, this solo is uh, exclusively only for the 3 p.m. service. Great job. Do you know the answer? He asked a lot, Mary, did you know? If you wonder, you wanna know the answer, we have a DVD titles on the back. It's free for you all tonight. My son, my savior. The sure movie answered you how Mary think about and then treat the situation his ordinary baby become extraordinary savior for the world and for herself. On page six, Luke chapter two, verse one through seven keep telling about that Christ is born. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem. The town of David, because he belonged to the house of and line of David, he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. We join in singing the Old Little Town of Bethlehem. Christ's birth is announced to shepherd. We didn't know their name at all, and I want to ask to the shepherd. Shepherd, did you know? Even we don't know you guys' name, but you brothers are remembered in every year of the Christmas with Jesus Christ. They might return to their ordinary life, but remember, they became our missionaries. They share what they saw, what they heard to the people. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 18, and verse 20, on bottom of page 6. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. The shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
1: Do you have some favorite things about Christmas? No doubt we all do. We like to see that uh, there are certain decorations put up and certain activities we like to participate in. And if those things aren't there, well, maybe just changes Christmas a little bit because that's how we live. That's how we express Christmas. And maybe it just wouldn't feel like Christmas without them. I know at our house, it doesn't look very Christmassy. We have a tree up. It's only decorated from the middle up. And there's a fence around the bottom because we have a puppy. So there's only a few presents behind that fence right now. And I didn't put up the nativity set because I was afraid she might get at it and eat it. So all those common things that we like to see uh, weren't there at our house, but it doesn't keep Christmas from coming. Think of what that first Christmas must have been like. We think of the nativity set as a part of Christmas, but I don't think Mary and Joseph were really expecting that that's the way the birth of their first child would be. The the journey that was imposed upon them by Caesar, the, the long trip itself, and then not finding a place to stay, and then giving birth to your son in an animal stall and having a few strips of cloth to wrap him in. I don't think that's how Mary wanted to welcome the Son of God into this world. But a fancy birthplace isn't really what God was interested in. It was their heart. And look at the heart that was given to Mary. After the angel appeared to her, she said, My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. For Mary, celebrating Christmas wasn't about fancy decorations or even a comfy, warm place. It was about adoring her savior and rejoicing in her salvation. This was not just a a new mom oogling over her firstborn. This is a believer. This is someone who recognizes this child is the son of God and her savior. This was a gracious act of God upon her for she saw in that baby the Savior of the world. What makes Christmas merry or happy for you? Is it being with family and friends? All the, the good times and the good food, the gifts, the music? What about Jesus? Just Jesus. Adore him as your savior. Hold him with your heart as the one who came into this world for you. You know, the music songs this time of the year like to talk about the magic of Christmas. What's powerful about Christmas is this miracle. God coming into the world. It so moved the angels that they filled the sky to sing. It so moved the shepherds that they left their sheep and went to worship this baby and then went around rejoicing and telling everyone the Savior had come. You too can adore this child as your Savior and rejoice in what he has done for you. But don't let it be just what you're doing here tonight. Will it feel like Christmas tomorrow? I'm sure it will. What about the next day? What about next week? You know, as human beings, we have a way to all of a sudden just push things to the side, leave them behind, and move on. So next week, at this time, we'll be celebrating something else, a new year. And then in a month, we'll celebrate a new Super Bowl. And it just keeps going on and on. You can keep celebrating Christmas when Christmas is in your heart when you adore this child as your Savior and see what's ahead. For him, that's for you. And you can rejoice in your salvation. Now we hear the song, Adore Him.
0: Beautiful song, I assumed, may the father push his daughter, pick up the theme, adore. You know, the last Friday we have a school, the Christmas service, like 170 kids praising and recite the word of God. And today, you're here in your ordinary time with extraordinary heart. It's our turn to singing, Hark! The Herald Angels Sing, on page 8. And you well, the angel angels sing glory to the newborn king. On page nine, we have the last scripture Luke chapter two, nineteen fifty one, fifty two. So, I want to give you a chance. Join with me. The 19, all the gentlemen, and 51s, one, all the ladies, and 52 all together. Got it? Okay. Three, two, one, go. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of the Lord.
1: When I bought that crock pot the other day, the sales lady asked if I wanted a warranty on it. And I looked at her and said, it's a crock pot. What do you think I'm going to do with it that I need a warranty? She apparently did not trust my skill of plugging it in and turning it on. When I was preparing this message and sitting in my office, I was looking at a row of pictures of my children on the windowsill, and was just coming to mind some of the different ways that we have celebrated Christmas in the past. Christmas has a way of burning itself into our memory, doesn't it? What was it for Mary? She pondered up all of these things. Where? In her heart. And as she saw her son grow, and as she saw all the things that happened to him, she pondered them in her heart. This was more than just calling to mind a a series of photos. You know, we have our photos of, of Christmas memories, on film or on disc, on our phones. But it's burned its way into another place, into our heart. We think of the the beautiful, humble setting, but we also see what comes down the road. A man who would live perfectly in our place. One who would put himself in our place under the wrath of God as the punishment for our sins and one who would put himself in our grave to rise one day to show we were right with God now forgiven and given eternal life Christmas may have a variety of messages and memories for you but above all make it this one of your God who has come into the world to save you and trust this is the truth this is for your salvation ponder this in your heart God's son has become your savior so no matter where you are spending Christmas this year I pray that Christmas will be in your heart that you will have the joy that comes from these blessings the warmth that comes from God's grace and the hope of eternal life in Jesus amen and Merry Christmas now let's join in singing the Christmas Carol on page 9 now sing we now rejoice
0: shall to be fun Now we kindly asking you to do your homework with the yellow worshipers card. One side for the members, the other side for the visitor and the guest. If you're the first one who visit today, I mean the, you meet, the, you see the Pastor John today first time, please fill out your information, let me bother you. We serve the Lord with a true heart last 50 years in the same area. We want to share those joy with you. And after you fill out the worshipers' card, please send to your diagonal aisle so the ushers could pick that up. It is time to show your joy and honor and love and hope through your offering. rise for the prayer Lord Jesus what joy and peace fill our heart this night as we rejoice in your birth as our Savior it is out of your undeserved love that we have been blessed with faith in you now we humbly ask you to live in our hearts throughout our days with the comfort of your forgiveness of our sins the assurance of your blessings, and the hope of the promise of eternal life. As you take your place in our heart, help us move aside all other joys that may crowd you out and help us keep you as the center and the focus of our life. Like Mary and the shepherds, give us humble and eager hearts that are ready to adore and rejoice in you. Give us trust that you are the Lord of life who has come to save us and give us life. Accept our prayer today, for we offer it with faith in you, Lord Jesus.
1: Amen. You may be seated. As we light our candles, we ask that you would take an unlit candle and tip it toward a candle that is lit. Please do not tip a lit candle so that the wax does not drip. Christians in early centuries loved symbolism. In the wax of the candle, they saw an analogy of the child Jesus. As he was born of the Virgin Mary, so the wax is produced by the virgin bees. The wick in the candle reminded them of the Son of God, enclosed in the human body, while the light symbolized the light that shines to all the world. As I hold up this one lone candle, we are reminded tonight that Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, is the only true light of this world. He is the only way for us to be brought back to our Heavenly Father, and again be His children. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As these candles are now going to be lit, we are reminded that Jesus told us to take the good news about him as our Savior into all the world. Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. Because the light of the message of Jesus Christ has gone out into all the world, carried by faithful Christians of the past, tonight people throughout the entire world are bowing their knees before the Christ child and worshiping him as their Savior and God. As the lighted candles are carried to the pews and the light is passed from person to person, let that serve as a reminder that we are to pass on the light of the good news of Jesus to those who are near to us, our families, our friends, our neighbors as the shepherds once did Jesus said let your light shine forth when you pass on the light to the children sitting next to you this evening be reminded of how important it is to pass on the light of Jesus Christ from generation to generation as we hand the light of the candle to the children may we ask the Lord to help us be better parents better teachers of the true light for the darkness of sin. And now, as we are without the lights in our church, we are reminded of how dark and hopeless our condition would be without Jesus the Christ, born in Bethlehem. With Paul, we humbly confess Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And now, with the light of the candles glowing in our church, we listen to the sacred scriptures which say, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? You may be seated. We are so glad that you took the time to come here today and and worship Christ our Savior. We trust that his word will be in your heart to give you the real joy of Christmas. We certainly invite you to come and worship our Savior any time throughout the year. Our Sunday morning worship services are at 845 and 1115. We also have a a Saturday evening service at 530, however this weekend we will not have the Saturday evening service. We also offer a Bible information class if you are looking to learn more about God and your relationship with Him. That information is printed in the service bulletin. A thank you to all who participated in the service tonight. And now take a moment to greet those who are worshiping around you as Pastor Chung and
2: I come down to wish you a Merry Christmas.